Um, I feel like we have been on a blind date for the past few months and finally I'm back and you expected me to look better than this and I'm sorry that I didn't get hot or tan or skinny over the summer. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to Previously Gifted. Um, clearly we are in a new setting. I have so much to catch you guys up on. Uh, for those of you who are not patrons, you don't really know what I've been up to this summer. I have been posting um, some patron-only podcast episodes. So thank you guys so much to everyone who became a patron for the summer and stuck with me. It was nice to create podcast episodes for more than like one or two people. So that was great. Hope you guys enjoyed those. Um, yeah, <laughs> this setting is wild. Let me just tell you. I am squeeze like this is the space I have. This desk barely fit here. Ordinarily, it's turned around like a normal person would put a desk. Um, but I needed my light and my camera, so I'm squeezed into this tiny little section right next to the bed. And to get here, I have to climb over the bed, jump back here, and that's how we get to where we are today. Um, <laughs> so. In case you don't know, uh, I worked at a summer camp, <laughs> good times, and I'm currently still here, uh, living in the guest room of the camp owner and director's house, because that's Nathan's boss and we're here and they're doing post-camp work. Anyway, don't want to talk about camp at all. I actually had a horrible dream last night. Let's start off with that. Um, <laughs> I had a horrible dream that... For some reason, the summers were back-to-back. -back. <laughs> Love that. So I finished a summer, and then like a week later, the next summer started. And I guess I was a freshman boys counselor. So I was like the youngest boys counselor. And um, that was interesting. But I guess I wasn't supportive enough while they were playing football. And then I got roasted by the entire camp for being a bad counselor. And um, I just wanted to leave. I was telling Nathan that I felt sorry that I was a disappointment <laughs> to the camp and that I, I wouldn't be able to stay for the summer. And I woke up crying with actual tears on my face. So that's how I feel um, about camp. But we don't have to talk about that. Before I get started, I've got to give a shout out to a couple new patrons. So... In case you don't know, we have a Patreon page, which is where you can pledge to donate um, $1 a month to become a patron. And for that, you get access to the patron-only posts, including the podcast episodes that I've done there. Um, and I want you guys to give me suggestions for the pod. And also, I give you a little shout-out when you sign up. So, shout-out to our latest patron, Caitlin Parsons. And we also have a new sponsor... The sponsors get shouted out in every single episode because they're just that great. Um, this sponsor is... Sorry, I have a lisp because my teeth are <laughs> annoying as always. Um, this sponsor has an alias. This isn't even an alias. It's not even a nickname. Their account name on Patreon is just Love You. L-U-V-U. So, love you. Back at you, baby. Thank you for becoming a sponsor. So now every time that I'm rattling off the sponsor names, I'm going to have to go, and love you. <laughs> Bye. Uh, but 
What a shout out to our other sponsors, Liz Walsh, Eric Corwright, Hannah Baker, Kristen Ellert, Lauren Thomas, and Lily Dillon. Wow. You guys, I literally feel like we are reuniting after a long summer apart. I have so much goss, but also not that much. When I really do like reunite with my friends, <laughs> the friends that I have, um, I'm always like, hmm, yeah, what's up? Hey, what you been up to? How was summer? How was camp? And I'm like, um, good, you? <laughs> like, that's all I have to say. So I'm trying to think of interesting things to talk to you guys about, but like, I'm just touching my um, keyboard cover and it sounds, it doesn't sound great, but it feels nice. Um, yeah, I don't know, we'll, we'll get into it. But I hope that you guys had a good summer. Please um, leave your summer in the comment below. <laughs> what? Here's the thing. I have to address my teeth because they're bugging me. Um, I have to wear my bottom aligners right now because they've been out while I was having lunch. They were out too long, so I put them back in. And it kind of helps reduce my lisp, but also in this microphone, the lisp. The No, it's not, it's not a lisp. It's that my S's are so snaky. Um, so that's that. And also one of my front teeth keeps like hitting my other teeth. And that's not comfortable either. This podcast is entertaining. We are off to a good start. Um, oh, I wanted to give a, a shout out to a couple of people. Hold on. I'm writing my notes. Wait a frigging second. Okay. Well, in honor of this purple pen that I am holding, I want to give a shout out to The Purple Palace. The Purple Palace is the name of a YouTube channel owned by a lovely gal named Shayna. And Shayna, okay, I found one of her videos because it was recommended to me. It was something about Americans in France, so naturally I was like, yes, bitch. Um, and then I commented something. And she replied saying that she listens to the podcast and she gave previously gifted a little shout out in her latest video. But anyway, she is absolutely so cute. She is an artist, like a literal artist um, who does art and like set design and she builds pieces. I don't know anything about art, as you can see, um, but she's in art school in Paris. She's lived there for the past few years. She has a blog that's called Witchy, Witchy something. I'll put it, I'll put it somewhere. But um, yeah, ever since I saw her first video, I was just like, wow, she has such great style and she's so cool. And I'm jealous that she's so fluent in French. She's a, mar uh, a married, she's a married to a French man. And she's just wonderful. So if you're in the mood for some awesome French content, sometimes her videos are in French, sometimes in English. She always adds subtitles. She's just so creative. So shout out to you, Shayna. You're my, you're my crush of the week. But we are not in Friday Night In, in case you, any of you got that um, reference. Mm -hmm. Also wanted to give a shout out to Georgia Bridgers, who is another, I tweeted about this. Like within the same week, I was recommended two videos that were going kind of viral. One of them was a Purple Palace, the Purple Palace. And then the other was um, Georgia Bridgers. And the video was <laughs> um, something about like bisexual questions with her mom. So like she had just come out and then she was talking like just about things with her mom. And it was a cute video. Um, but I commented on that. And then she said that she watches my videos too. So I'm like, wow. 
all of the cool people that YouTube is recommending me watch me, which makes me feel much cooler. So shouts out to Georgia. If you're into some some bi content. <laughs> no, but, I mean, she's made a lot of videos about her sexuality recently because obviously that's how her channel blew up. Um, but she just has such a great personality and she seems like a very lovely gal. So check her out. She's a, she's a nice lady. Anyway, yeah, I have been watching so much YouTube. Like, oh no. Okay, here's the thing. All throughout camp, I was like, I'm gonna get my shit together. I can't wait for camp to be over so that I can finally be productive, finally do my podcasts, finally film videos. I'm gonna get back on track. I'm gonna do my vlog channel. It's gonna be sick. I'm gonna be so productive. Um, instead, I have been watching like four to five hours of YouTube videos every day. <sighs> I wish I were kidding. Um, so yeah, it's funny because I wanna do this series about like getting my shit together. Um, in which I actually have to get my shit together to make the videos. Uh, but also I want it to be entertaining and I want it to be like inspiring for other people. But so far I haven't been able to do any of the things. Like each week I want to focus on one thing and I haven't done any of them yet. So <laughs> good job for me. I'm just a lazy piece of shit. Um, no, but really <laughs> at least camp had structure. Like I was forced to get ready and go out and do my job by a certain time, but now I've been sleeping in so much. Um, I usually don't eat breakfast until 11, and by that point, it's almost lunch, and then I don't go to lunch. Um, so I've only been showing up at one meal a day. Um, but yeah, my whole, my whole thing's thrown out of whack. So recently, as in like the last few days, I've been downloading different apps. <laughs> this doesn't sound very promising. I've been downloading like apps to see if I can get myself on track. Cause your girl, your girl, people ask why I'm always filming videos with a pen in my hand. Mm, it's because I always have my journal or my notebook, whatever, always. And then my pen is there and I don't know why I have the pen in my hand because I'm not writing anything really. But um, I just kind of feel like smarter when I'm waving a pen in people's faces. I should just do that in everyday life, honestly. Maybe people would respect me more. Um, but yeah, your girl is obsessed with writing to-do lists. Like, that's the one thing that helps me, like, de-stress is like, oh, if there's a lot on my mind, I have so much to do, I have to write it down, uh, like, in a to-do list in my journal. I also recently bought a planner and, um, that's pretty fun. So now I can map out, like, my month, kind of keep tr back better track of my finances. That's another thing I've been working on. I'm like, I have no idea how much money is going in and out of my bank account at the moment. Usually I'm good at keeping track of it, but over the summer I was just like, mm, I don't know what's happening. My bills are on auto pay, so I hope it's fine. Um, but yeah, I've just, <sighs> like, after being thrown out of my safe, you know, comfortable life, which is just being at home and, you know, getting in my regular routine. Um, so after coming to camp and my routine being thrown off, everything being thrown off, um, I'm trying to put it back together, even though I'm not home yet. We'll be home at the end of August slash beginning of September, which is going to be nice. Um, but yeah, for now I'm like, okay, let's, let's do this, bitch. Let's get your shit together. Let's write everything down and never actually accomplish it. <laughs> That's the phase I'm at. But yeah, I've been downloading some apps that like apparently will help me keep track of some things better. 
One of them is an app that is monitoring my screen time on my phone um, because I think I need a rude awakening about how much, not only phone time, but like specifically YouTube watching I do. Um, so already that's making me feel bad about myself, which is good because that's the first step to making a change. You've got to feel really shitty about yourself and realize how terrible you're being, right? Um, and then I also just downloaded kind of like an all-in-one like health, nutrition, and mood tracking app, which I don't know. I literally downloaded that this morning. I want to keep track of my food triggers because um, I've been having... You know, I, I'm always I'm always dehydrated, so I'm always like I've always got headaches, and I always feel kind of sick. And I'm like, okay, let's figure this out. And maybe by tracking it, it'll make me do better. Because if I know I'm tracking it and I need to log like everything, then maybe I will do better. You know, <laughs> so that's my plan. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But hopefully I can get this new kind of series popping soon. Because, like, I want my content to be interesting. I've been trying to envision myself steering it in a new direction. But it's it's difficult because um, since my channel grew so much last year, 2017, that was obviously while I was in France. Could I honestly come back to the podcast without mentioning that I studied abroad in France? No, I couldn't. Um... <laughs> Ever since then, a lot of my subscribers were from that. They were interested in my study abroad stuff, my friends, whatever, travel stuff. And now that I'm not doing that currently, I feel like that section of my audience is just not engaged, which sucks because I'm like, you're there. Just click on my videos and maybe you'll be interested in the other things that I do or talk about. And then there's another section of my audience that is interested in college stuff because obviously a lot of my... Most viewed videos recently have been about college and my applications and all of that. And then with that, I'm like, hmm, how do I continually give them the college content they want when I don't want to talk about college stuff anymore? Um, what I want my videos to be are entertaining and hopefully informative. I've already said this before somewhere, but I want them to be kind of similar to Sophia Nygaard's. Um, in that she just chooses something that's kind of like light and silly or whatever, tries it out for a bit, and like it feels like a half documentary, half vlog, researchy kind of thing. Um, so that's kind of what I'm aiming for, but I just don't know if people will click on it. Because like you can make all the videos you want, but if people aren't clicking on them, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> so... I mean, that's my struggle. If you're listening to this right now and you haven't watched my most recent videos, you should. Um, the one about introversion, mental health, <laughs> and camp. Um, if you are an introvert or if you tend to be a little bit less outgoing or whatever, you'd probably connect really well to that video. Um, and I enjoyed making it and I enjoyed talking about it. And the comments that I have gotten on there are really great, but I don't think a lot of people have you know, clicked on that video. And then the video I just posted, which is titled Difficult Ethical Questions for Vegans. Um, I didn't know how to title it because I was like, how the fuck do I explain what this video is? It's a funny video. It's like a sketch video. Um, I think that's hard to tell from the title, but I guess the thumbnail, hopefully you can kind of see that it's a little silly, you guys. Come on. Um, but basically, I was taking the whole Kalel situation, in case any of you are vegan or familiar with it. Um, 
and kind of just, you know, the, <laughs> the, the tendency for the vegan community to overthink things and want to label everything and just kind of the like impossible questions that are like, you know, difficult to answer or there's like, there's no right answer, you know, or I don't know. So anyway, I made a whole video about that and I really liked it. Like I spent like two full days filming and editing it to try to narrow it down and make it as interesting as possible. But I just hope the people click on it, you know? The, and again, the comments that I have gotten on it are great, but I'm like, everybody else, please give it a chance. I know it's a 14 minute video about ethical questions for vegans, which may not seem that exciting, but come on, people, we are intellectuals. <laughs> Let's discuss. Anyway, um, so if any of you have watched and commented on those, shout out to you. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. I am such a an attention whore for YouTube comments, um, but like real feedback and like, you know, I love when people leave like a nice, you know, couple of sentences about a video because I'm like, yes, yes, I'm getting a little bit of a conversation going, even if it's only me one way and them one way. Like, you know, we don't have to discuss back and forth necessarily, but oh my God. Um, my lips, I got to take a chapstick break. Um, my lips are so cracked right now. <laughs> Once again, dehydrated. Um, I'm using Carmex because Nathan recommended it months ago when my stupid lips were cracked again. This happens every once in a while because I just can't teach myself how to drink water on a regular basis. Um, ew, <laughs> the ASMR of applying chapstick. Um, but speaking of ethical questions for vegans, this, uh, this Carmex does have beeswax in it, so it is not vegan, and I'm very, very sorry about that. But also, not that sorry, you know? And I also do have a vegan chapstick over there. I've been alternating between the two. Um, but, like, in this moment, I just need to, like, not have my lips crack and bleed while I'm trying to speak. So, sorry, vegan police. I will do better next time. Okay, on my Instagram, I asked if you guys have anything that you want me to talk about. So here we are. Um, okay, a couple people right off the bat have said your plans for the upcoming months or year and fall plans, please. Fall plans, please. Um, Jesus Christ. Why you got to ask me the hardest question right off the bat? Um, of course, people, you know, following my college journey uh, are like, what the fuck are you doing in fall? Yeah, here's the thing. I don't know. Or actually, I do know. But, um, sorry, I have hiccups now. Great. We're back on our bullshit here at Previously Gifted. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> it's not even a hard question. I'm just trying to, to not lose my track of, hi, am I being really loud? Oh, good. I thought you meant like everyone sitting right outside this door listening to me. No. Okay. Thank you. Wow. Because prior to this, we had landscaping. There were people literally walking right next to this window, like cleaning stuff, moving chairs. It was very loud. So bless up. It's quiet. Also, there's a band camp right now and it's quiet. I'm truly blessed. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, my plan's upcoming. Here's the thing. 
I hate explaining all of this and I don't like talking about it anymore because like I don't like getting comments about whether people agree or not with my own personal life choices. You know, obviously that's that's frustrating enough to get from like friends, family, people who know you. Um, and I know I'm putting myself out here by saying these things. So I get why people get kind of involved and they feel like they want to chime in. But it still is really difficult to discuss your life and your choices and whatever and feel like you have to um, explain it to a lot of strangers or like you have to justify your choices. Um, and obviously, you guys know my college switch has been a difficult thing. And then on top of that, um, you know, I'm I'm with Nathan and we are very happy and we want to be able to stay together and figure things out in terms of our visas and immigration things. Um, so he is currently in the process of applying for a different kind of visa. And um, that whole thing may be settled by January. So in the meantime, he has to go back to England because his current visa ends in October. Um, so the plan is we will be back in Long Island in our apartment for um, September and October. We'll do a little bit of traveling, visit my family in California and Arizona. And then we'll be going to England at the end of October, which is crazy. I'm very excited to go back. Um, but yeah, we'll be in England for for the maximum amount of time would be till January. So it could be like a full November and December in England, in which case I would love to do as much traveling as possible. I've literally been like daydreaming. I've been thinking about like some of the cities that I went to, um, last year wow it's been a long time and you know all the places that i didn't get to go yet and i'm like making a list already i'm like okay i want to see all of the uk i never got to go to ireland or scotland i would love to go there i would love to go to italy i would love to return to aix-en-provence um <laughs> i literally think that was like in my dream last night i was back in aix-en-provence like trying to speak french and failing but anyway um so yeah, that's the plan. Obviously, um, with that going on, like I didn't want to do any school stuff. And also, <laughs> we already came to the resolution, at least I did. I came to the resolution that um, none of the school choices from this year would work for me, especially cost-wise. Um, so I was just taking a break. So basically, <laughs> I have to do college applications. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I'm going to go insane. Um, and again, it's still like, I can't even be 100% certain that I'll be able to start in the spring. I would love to, because obviously a lot of schools start in like late January if they accept spring transfers. So if I do that, I have a lot of applications that would be due in about October or September. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do that friggin' thing again. And finally, I will be able to apply to um, New York state schools because I will be considered a New York resident, finally, uh, which is great. And then a couple of other schools that I'm considering applying to. I don't know, like if all goes well and he gets his visa, which would be amazing, um, we'd be back in January and then we'd be able to like settle down for a while. So I don't know if we would want to live... Um, near where we're living now or maybe like Queens or Brooklyn I would love either of those um, but based on kind of that 
I'll have to think about, you know, what schools would be within a good distance to be able to commute to. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Um, I don't want to do college applications again. Are you kidding me? I'm literally so embarrassed at the thought of having to contact. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Okay. I have like one or two professors from Loyola who were awesome and have written me, you know, letters of rec, which are great. Um, but it's fucking embarrassing because I have reached out to one professor in particular, like three times. Um, for, you know, like an internship I applied to and transfer stuff. So literally I'm going to have to like hit him up again because I mean, he wrote me a great letter. Might as well just change the date. Um, (laughs) I wish, I wish that they just sent it to you, but like most colleges want that the letters, they want the letters to be submitted by the professor themselves, you know, the recommender. So it's annoying that I have to keep bothering the professors to keep resubmitting them for me. It's really embarrassing. I'm like, hey, sorry. I was in your class now, what, two years ago? Um, Remember me? I'm still trying to finish college. Meanwhile, the people in my class are going to be seniors this year. I have just, (laughs) I've made some decisions, you know? But anyway, uh, that's embarrassing. And also, still requesting more and more and more transcripts from my high school and Loyola. It's just hilarious how often I have done this. How often I've had to email like the dean or the like whoever of my college and be like, it's me again. I'm still trying to transfer. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. I've literally spent like more time trying to apply to colleges than actually like finish my degree. But anyway, it's fine. We all know. So anyway, I, I I will keep you guys updated as things occur, um, but it's also kind of annoying because I just don't, I don't like talking about it publicly anymore. And obviously once things are finally settled and I'm finally out of school and I'll just finish there, um, that'll be great. And I'll be happy to keep you updated through that because, um, you know, I better not drop out this time. <laughs> I better not try to transfer again. No, even if I were going to like the worst school ever, I think I would just have to power through it and be like, shut up, bitch, sit down, finish your classes, take some notes, and just freaking get your degree, dude. Um, So yeah, that's the plan for the next few months, which is exciting because um, I like the fact that it's possible for me to, um, to, sorry, it's been almost 30 minutes and I still haven't taken a break. That's exciting. And my camera is still recording. Cool. I actually bought a new camera. This is the Canon M50. Um, only because, uh, my Canon G7X doesn't have a microphone input, external mic, and my audio sounded so bad on my old camera. So I bought this one and it has a little, uh, Rode mic on top of it which is not the microphone that you're hearing right now. That's my podcast one. But for my regular videos, it's better. Anyway, um, it doesn't automatically cut off. Is this an earthquake? Or is someone moving a trash can? (laughs) Uh, My old camera used to cut off around like 15 minutes, and this one has been recording this whole time. So shouts out, dude. Um, But anyway, maybe I should take a break, um, and then we'll answer some more questions. Please stop making noise. I'm recording a podcast. Thank you. And I'm back. All right. Good times. Um, I'm looking at more of my questions. Uh, Let's see. 
<laughs> Eric had responded, veganism, recovering from camp, and how you studied abroad one time in France. So glad I already got that one for you, Eric. Um, Matt Barham asked to hear some of my favorite movies or maybe short reviews of them, which actually works well because I've watched a couple movies in the past few days. <laughs> Fun fact. I had two movies on my list to mention. The first one is, I actually watched both of these yesterday, so <laughs> very productive day for me. To all the boys I've loved before. I had heard a little bit about this on mm, Twitter. Are you kidding me? What's happening? I think people are moving chairs right outside this window. You can hear the rumbling. All right, love it, whatever. To All the Boys I've Loved Before is a Netflix original movie that is based on a book. I have not read the book, but yeah, a lot of people were raving about the movie and saying that it was really good. And I have been craving a romantic comedy. This isn't really a romantic comedy. It's more of a high school coming of age little love story thing. But basically it is about this girl, what's her name? Lara Jean, cute, who, um, <laughs> She writes like letters to her crushes and she'll like address them and everything, but keep them in a box just to like let her feelings out, which I can totally relate to. Um, but somehow the letters get sent and then her crushes know that she had a crush on them. But anyway, it's a great, great movie. Um, I love, <laughs> I love young adult books. I love young adult movies. Um, it's just like, it's something that's so easy to watch, but also that one, like that one actually, like the conflicts that she had, like gave me a pit in my stomach and I felt bad for her. I was imagining myself as a high school girl going through this sitch and I was like, wow, how would I deal with this? Wow. Um, so I think that's a very, very cute movie. And the second one is Tully. Um, Back in the glory days of Nathan and I going to the movies a lot because of our movie pass, um, RIP movie pass, I already canceled my subscription, which is really sad. But for a couple months, we were going to the movies a lot. And two of the most prominent freaking trailers were Tully and the freaking Mission Impossible movie. I got so mad every time the Mission Impossible movie trailer came up because I had seen it so many times and it was so stupid. And... Ugh, I just couldn't. Every time I was like, I'm leaving this theater. I don't want to watch this again. But anyway, Tully is about, um, or at least the trailer. It's Charlie, Charlize Theron. How do you pronounce her name? Charlize Theron. That's not it. Charlize Theron, right? Okay. Beautiful woman. Um, Charlize is a mom and she's overworked and she's tired. And in the trailer, you can just see her like, her husband comes in and he's like, frozen pizza? Nice. And I'd be like, shut up, bitch. Like, you didn't make dinner. But anyway, um, she drops her phone on her baby. Haha, <laughs> it's just comedy. And then Tully shows up and she's the nanny. And she's like, I'm going to take care of you. I don't remember who that actor is. It might be the, um, the actress. Am I confusing people? It could be the actress from San Junipero. Is that it? I have to Google this immediately. Um, Tully actress. Here we go. Who the fuck are these people? <laughs> Tully movie. Wow, Charlize Theron actually gained 50 pounds for the movie. I'm like, what a trooper. She's like, you want me to gain weight? Okay, fine. I guess I can do it. I love it. 
I was going to say, because she had like a pregnant belly for the beginning of the movie and her her freaking belly looked huge. Um, but then after she had the baby in the movie, her body was still, you know, post <laughs> post baby. Um, but wow, she looks so fucking good. Charlize Theron is so dope. She's so beautiful, dude. She is absolutely beautiful. And um, I love that she is willing and really good at playing like less pretty roles, if that makes sense. Like that movie Monster, if you haven't seen that, I don't even remember watching it, but like, <laughs> I remember kind of watching it as a kid and being scarred by how scary it was. Um, but Monster is a true story of serial killer Eileen something, um, but it's starring Charlize Theron and she looks absolutely not like herself. She does not look good in that movie. Um, but I love that I love that she'll play a movie like that and like not care that she has to make herself like less attractive, less conventionally attractive. Oh, skinny, perfect, atomic blonde, you know, gains weight to look like a real mom, you know? I think she is a mom actually. But anyway, <laughs> I am losing my mind. Tully, the actress that I am referring to is Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie, yes, bitch, she has to be. Oh, she's from Vancouver. Very cool. I love that. Mackenzie Davis is the person from that episode of Black Mirror. Yes, bitch? Come on, confirm it for me. Is that her? Is that her? Please show me, please, please. Yes, it is. Thank God. Okay, so she's the nerdy one with the glasses. Oh my God, she's awesome. That makes me love her even more. I think I already knew that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> that took me way too long to make these connections. So she shows up and she's like, I'm Tully, I'm here to take care of you. And um, so yeah, I don't know I don't know what about, like I, I had seen that trailer so many times that I was like, you know what, I'd love to watch that movie. That seems like a really cute movie. Um, so Nathan and I decided to watch it last night. I had to buy it on Amazon Prime or rent it, but you know. Um, so the movie is actually like a lot darker than I had thought. Like the first third of the movie is like really depressing. And I was like, wow, I do not want to be a mother like that, you know? But I like it. It's, it's like about the realness of like struggling with like you know, two kids and a newborn. And, you know, I, I, I like that it's a little bit more realistic, but it's like so brutal that I'm like, oh God, what if I'm like that as a parent? What if I'm like angry and I yell at my kids and I just hate my life? But then it's also, you know, obviously a huge element of this movie is postpartum depression, which I'm also scared about because I'm like, hmm, with all of my recent uh, mental health escapades, like, what's the likelihood of me getting postpartum depression? What is the likelihood of anyone getting postpartum depression, you know? I think it's a lot more common than people talk about. So it's good that people are talking about it more. You know, celebs are coming out and talking about it a little bit. But um, Tully also has, like, some comedic moments. So it's like a drama comedy. Dramedy. We love it. Um, and then there's a big twist at the end, and it's like, what? So, I was shocked. I had no idea. I was not expecting a twist. You know, when, okay, like, obviously, in certain movies, you know there's a twist. That's the whole thing. But in a movie where you're really not expecting a twist, it's, it, it had me shook, you know? 
and those are my my short movie reviews for you guys. Go watch the movies. Um, <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm so good at film analysis. Um, Jeffrey Star and Shane Dawson series. Already talked about that. Those are on the secret episodes for my patrons. I talked about the Tanacon series as it happened, and then I talked about Shane's series with Jeffrey Star. Again, I've been watching so many hours of YouTube videos. So, yes, I've watched everything. <laughs> um, oh, advice for people who want to start a podcast. I'm starting one with my friend. I would actually love to make a video about how to start a podcast, um, just based off of my own experience with Previgifty. Um, I would probably post it on this channel. But yeah, if any of you are interested in that, please comment or tweet me or message me or whatever. Um, because I would love to answer some simple, you know, questions. Because when, when I was starting my podcast, like, looking for, like, very, very beginner podcast, but also I want it to be, you know, quality enough, information is difficult. I would find things that I'd just be like, I don't understand one fucking word that this is saying. How do I just make it sound good and where do I put it so that it ends up on Apple Podcasts, you know? So, yeah, I can do that. I don't want to explain that now because it's a lot of technical stuff. Um, all right, I'm going to read a couple more questions. Genuinely want to hear college updates with a heart. Thank you. I already told you, but, um, <laughs> I love, I, it's, I need to just appreciate that there are so many people that are interested in and invested in my journey and that there's so many people who are, who are supportive of, you know, whatever I end up choosing to do. So thank you. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the, the little heart emoji. Um, Molly responded, I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on veganism being the most strict binary. Your video was so interesting today. Thank you, Molly. Thank you for watching it. And thank you for giving me some good feedback. Um, yeah, in, in my most recent video, the questions about ethical and veganism, whatever, I said that the, I, I saw a quote that veganism is the most strict binary. And um, yeah, I mean... Personally, I don't believe that it needs to be because, or maybe, I don't know. Uh, this is how this video was born because I literally sit here and I'm like, yeah, and then I'm like, what? Maybe not. Or, and that's how I just keep flipping back and forth. Um, I think that, uh, I can't, I can't get into this. <laughs> I think that it's not as strict as it seems to be. And I think that whatever, whatever other people say, whether you're vegan or not, doesn't matter. Because if you say you're vegan and then you do, you know, your personal best to be vegan, then that's great. You know, you're vegan. Great. Like, like even me, I was just talking about my Carmex. Like, am I gonna literally be like, I'm not vegan because of this chapstick that I just used. No, because it, to me, my veganism and the way that I will be able to survive a lifetime of this and enjoy it and thrive um, is if I'm not this strict with myself. If using this chapstick threw me off of being able to call myself vegan, I'd be pissed. And you may be listening and going, that's not a vegan product, you're not vegan. But in my world, which is all that matters to me, I am, you know as vegan as I can be. And the thing is, 
people are always like, okay, it's about intent. Why would you buy a non-vegan product when there are vegan options available? That means your intent is to intentionally not use vegan things. I still think that that should be forgiven. I think that even acts like this, which I consider to be a small thing, I, a vegan, intentionally buy a non-vegan chapstick with the intent of buying it and knowing that I could find a vegan alternative. But like sometimes it's about quality or sometimes it's about reliability. Um, Just because something says vegan on it doesn't mean that it's like a good enough product or that it'll work well. I'm sure there are lots of like vegan makeup or beauty whatever products and brands out there that don't work very well. But since they have the vegan label, people will buy them because they want to support vegan products. Um, I wouldn't buy this again, though. It's not my favorite. And I'm going to keep trying out more and more vegan things. But um, yeah, I think it's just it's small in the scheme of things. You know, this is one thing of chapstick out of the maybe like seven I buy a year. I don't know. And um, out of all my other products, I don't buy very many other beauty products. And those, you know, for the most part, I buy vegan and cruelty free as well. So anyway, I don't know. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm tired of it. Um, But also, I don't I don't concern myself with with the strictness anymore, because I think everybody goes through waves. And like me two years ago was so much more strict. Like I was the vegan police. I made a video talking about how pescatarians are basically assholes because they say that they, you know, support animals, but they're out there ruining the ocean and killing all the fish. Um, (laughs) Which, you know, some parts I still, I I still obviously am like, well, yeah, you know, the major um, fishing industries are very damaging to the ocean. And yeah, by eating seafood, you are supporting that. And so I don't, support that but like you know that's me and that's not you so anyway um that's that's how I can't afford to be that strict anymore like it's too much stress on yourself and others like it's stressful to yourself to be so judgmental of others so I think just being a little more carefree not careless but like just not judging yourself or others as much definitely makes it a more sustainable and enjoyable lifestyle. So that's my, that's my opinion. Um, Rosie responded, two things you want to achieve before you're 30. Also, I'm in love with your entire brand. Love you. (laughs) My brand. Thank you. Um, interesting. Two things I want to achieve before 30. That's fucking gonna send me into a spiral. Um, I have no idea. I'd hope to get a career. That's vague, right? What what technically qualifies as like starting your career? Is it just when you get your first like salaried nine to five job? Because, okay, not really interested in that, actually. I don't really want um, a nine to five job. (sighs) Two things I want to accomplish before 30. Um, Graduate from college. (laughs) Let's hope we can do it, baby. I'm turning 23 this year. We've got a little bit of time left. Um, and also, I guess it's not an accomplishment, but like, I can see myself being married and, and having a child by 30. It's definitely not a, like a goal. It's not like, I gotta do this before I'm 30, otherwise it'll be too late. But, um, you know, I could see in the next however many years me being more ready for that. But that's me at this point, when it's kind of still like a far off vision. Um, but... 
who knows? In the next few years, what if I do start a career, nine to five job, whatever, and I don't suddenly want to be interrupted by having a baby, you know? Who knows? But anyway, that's that's kind of what I envision. It's such a basic, simple, you know, life thing. Oh, by 30, I hope I have a college degree and a family, which is crazy. It's crazy that when you start a family, like, that's forever. <laughs> I feel like I just know a lot of people who have babies right now or who are pregnant and um it's just pretty wild I'm like wow congratulations on the baby you have that forever now you always are gonna have that it's gonna grow up and you're always gonna be its parent you're never gonna be just you anymore which I guess is cool because like you know I'm a big fan I'm a fan of family I think it's an an exciting thing to think about you know raising kids and I know a lot of people that's not their thing I definitely never dreamed, like, of my wedding. Like, I've never given any thought to that. I've never dreamed about being a mom specifically. Like, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom, but I do think about it, and I'm like, family's dope. Like, my kids would be very cool. It would be nice to figure out how to raise them. And also, I think it's such a challenging thing, but, like, there's almost some kind of redemption in it, which now I'm totally understanding how people live uh, vicariously through their children. But basically, like, I'm comparing my own childhood and upbringing to how I would like to raise my kids. And I'm like, thank God, like, Nathan grew up in such a, such a normal family. (laughs) Not that I didn't, but I'm just saying, like, like, I, I had very, like, not strict parents. And, um, We didn't have, like, regular chores, and I don't think I was really taught the best manners. Just little things like that. Um, We had a very easygoing household, I guess. But I would like my my kids' lives to be a little bit more um, scheduled, and, like, I want my kids to learn chores and manners (laughs) as soon as possible. Not that I ended up terrible, but, like, truly as an adult, I'm, I'm realizing more and more the things that, like, just were never ingrained in me as a kid. And obviously, everyone has different values and habits that were or weren't ingrained in them. But, like, comparing that to Nathan, like, the way that he folds clothing, I don't like it. He folds it weirdly. But it's very neat. And I fold things, I think, in in an efficient way. But it's not very neat. Um, Nathan, in general, is just a lot more neat than me. But anyway... (laughs) Just like just little things like getting in the habit of making your bed first thing every day. Living with Nathan, I have finally done that, even though this looks messy right now. Um, Just little things. And also, I would want my kids to do more activities. I don't want to be like a crazy, I've got to schedule every minute of my kid's day to make them the most well-rounded person possible. Um, But like, I was the complete opposite as a child, and I almost never participated in like organized activities. Um, for the most part, when I was a kid, I was just like scootering around the neighborhood, hanging with friends, going to the park, like walking around town, um, which I enjoyed. I liked having that freedom. And sometimes I wonder like if, if my parents had been more strict or if things had been different, how would I have turned out? So I think I, I have become so independent, which is one of my favorite things about myself. Um, but I've become so independent from the way that I grew up. And yeah, if I had been raised differently, would I be more dependent on my parents? Would I be different? Probably. So anyway, I think about that and I'm like, hmm, well, I don't want to raise my kids too well because then they're going to be dependent on me or they're going to think that my 
approval is the most important thing to them and I want them to be self-confident in themselves and not too reliant on their parents, but I want them to love me. I want them to see me as a, a, a good person, but like not just be their friend. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's wild to think that like there are people that I know that are already starting their parental journeys. It's crazy. And I, yeah, maybe the baby fever is settling in, you know? Every time I see a baby, I'm like, oh, I just want to hold the baby. They're so cute. Yeah. But I can totally understand. Like, there are so many people who are just not interested in having kids. Um, I get that. I get that. It's crazy. It is crazy how different um, your life is, you know? Because obviously having kids changes everything. So it's like, I can't imagine two different versions of myself and like if I were to not have kids I mean I would just my number one priority would just be like traveling creating great things you know I'd have more time to devote to work but yeah I'm like what would be the most fulfilling things that I would do maybe like volunteer in some way (laughs) I don't know it's so crazy uh it's like okay if people who are parents like have enough time and energy barely maybe with the help of babysitters and nannies also but, like, imagining the stuff that every parent has to do, like, comparing that to a single person or just a childless person, I'm like, wow, you do have so much more spare time, obviously. What do people do with that? And it's like, obviously, you, there's no end to the list of things that you would do if you had more time. So it's like, clearly, people are keeping busy, keeping themselves happy. I'm sure they're very satisfied with their decision. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's two very different um life paths none is more right than the other but uh life is crazy anyway who knows where i'm gonna be by 30 hopefully i'm still hot except i do not look hot today i look terrible (laughs) it's fine i broke out in two spots on my chin and then a couple other places and i've just been suffering because i've been like picking at them and like now i have this beautiful little 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 mark on my face when I have to make videos I have to show up and show show myself in videos and I'm supposed to look decent because people won't watch an ugly person um anyway anyway a couple more questions cat lady cat lady underscore Sarah responded where are you going to be living post camp so like a life update I already told you that Sarah hope you enjoy the cats <laughs> what's up um, college update and new music, Ariana Grande. I have not listened to any of Ariana Grande's new music. Uh, Cora Louise FB responded, advice for people starting high school or college. Man, I don't know. I feel like I've, I, I sound like a broken record after I talk about a lot of these same things over and over, but, um, Yeah, I don't know. I can't do it right now. I've talked about it too recently. My dear 18-year-olds was enough, like, inspirational life advice. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Um, That I just, I can't spout any new information on that topic at the moment. But anyway, here we are at 51 minutes. It feels good. It feels great to be back. Um, The podcast is a very (laughs) interesting thing to have, especially one that you do alone. I'm talking about myself. Me doing this podcast alone. Um, 
first of all, I love talking to myself, love talking with myself. I'm, I'm an introvert, y'all. I've been, I've been realizing that about myself, obviously. Um, it's funny, it's funny how so many YouTubers, obviously in their videos, seem a lot more energized and outgoing. It's funny that you can seem outgoing through a video. You're literally doing a solitary activity for the most part, if you're filming videos alone. But people see you as like social because you're interacting with people online, but it's not like in that moment. So it's interesting, but it's it's funny that so many YouTubers are introverts because like you can see them on camera like, woo, wow, woo, welcome back to my YouTube channel, please like this video. We've all watched YouTube, Tiffany, we get it. Um, but then the real reality of their lives is that so much of their time is spent probably in their room on their computer editing, uploading, sitting on Instagram. I'm like, that's what I do a lot of the time. Um, it's just funny because like <laughs> people are always like, oh, so-and-so seems different in person. They don't seem like they are in their videos. And the funny thing is like, I mean, we know, we know that people aren't the exact same on their videos, but it's like, I always worry like, um, <laughs> uh, like at camp, for example, they, they knew about my videos when I got hired, obviously. And I always wondered like what people thought like, you watch my videos and you get a perception of me and then you meet me in person and you're like, oh, okay, that's different. This is different. That's the same. All right. And then you see me, like, throughout the summer and you're like, oh, she seems a lot more shy or a lot more reserved or whatever. <laughs> Freaking Claire. Um, Claire was my one camp friend this year. Every year I have one friend. That's all I can do. Um, but Claire told me that based off of apparently my personality and the fact that I tuck in my shirts that she thought I was like very conservative and reserved like waiting till marriage type of person and I was like what how does like tucking my high-waisted shorts into my you know like how does that make me seem reserved but oh me being quiet and never talking to anyone oh I can see I can see how that would make me look shy <laughs> but anyway um as I was saying Having a podcast is such a fun thing. And, and every time I sit down to record this, I'm like, okay, I gotta hype myself up. I gotta be ready. But really it's like, it's it's a big relief to be able to sit down and literally just like chat your ear off. And like, for those of you who are still listening 54 minutes in, shouts the frick out. If you're watching this on YouTube, please leave me a comment. Um, let me know that you like this purple pen. That's I love when YouTubers do that. They're like, if you're still watching now, I mean, I used to do that. I do it occasionally. I'll be like, um, if you're still watching, comment super crazy random comment. And like, it's so dumb. If you're reading this in the description, comment super oatmeal lamp 45. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it, I mean, it, that's what I'm trying to say. It's nice um, because obviously views measure whoever clicks on the video, but like, you don't really know, like you can see your average watch time. You can see like the average retention. So like, oh great. Most people only watch the first three minutes of my 15 minute video. Mm -hmm, that's great. Why do I bother making a video longer than that? But there are a good amount of people who do watch till the very end. So to you, I say thank you so much. Um, and honestly, if you are one of the people who only watches the first three minutes of my video, still, thank you. Thank you for clicking. Um, and I get it. I get it. You don't always want to hang out for the whole video. 
Um, but anyway, I guess I'll cut that off here. And um, I'm very excited to be back. Hopefully I will be able to be on a regular schedule. So maybe I'll have one more episode in this corner. Um, and then hopefully the next episode after that will be back home on Long Island for a minute. And then, then we'll see. And then it's going to be really interesting when, um, when I'm in England. I actually was worried about being in this house for a while because I was like, oh no, I need to film videos. Like, what if everyone hears me? <laughs> but we're kind of in like a separate wing of the house. So there's like at least two doors shut between me and anyone who would hear me. Um, because I'm always like self-conscious. It's, it's awkward to be filming, especially like filming a super honest video. Honestly, anything. I'm like, hey guys. <clears throat> Hello, my dudes. Try that again. Hello, my dudes. Today's video, like, you know, if someone were to sit outside the door and listen to me film an entire video, they'd hear 30 minutes that ends up getting cut down to 15 minutes or whatever. Um, and even worse for a podcast, like, oh my God. My, my roommate, like in the door, you know, the room next door at home, like she was probably home a lot of the time that I was recording podcasts. And I'm like, how much can she hear of this? All of it? If so, I'm sorry. And I hope that you put some earbuds in to save yourself. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I was, I was worried about being here because I was like, what if I can't film or record stuff comfortably? But the guys are all out working most of the day. There's lots of things to do. I'm just chilling here, either watching YouTube videos or editing or filming stuff. So it's like, I've almost got the house to myself. I could eat ice cream all day if I wanted to. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting when I'm in England because we will be living... Oh no, my movie stopped. Ugh, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna restart it. Whatever. It'll be interesting because we'll be in Nathan's family's house. That's all I was trying to say. Sorry that the video cut off. Um... I'm really sad now because now you won't see me getting up and leaving. Whatever. Thanks. At least now I know like the, that probably cut off at like 35 minutes of video. All right. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Stay previously gifted and I'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks. Bye.